What can I do to make my situation better with what I have now? And it goes back to my motto, do the best you can with what you have right now. Stop, pause, think. What can I do? What's the best I could do with what I have right now? Choices. We have choices. Hello, and thank you for joining me here on Hope to Recharge podcast, the podcast that's designed to break the stigma around mental health and to create some hope and inspiration and give some practical tips to those that are struggling with mental health, whether it's from personal stories to break the stigma or some advice from professionals in the mental health community. Whether you are struggling with mental health on your own or you know a loved one that is struggling, we are here to support you and to create a community so you you know you are not alone. The road to recovery can be difficult and challenging. At Hope to Recharge, we believe that in mental health, together is always better. I'm your host, Matana. Thank you for joining me here today. Hello, and thank you for joining me here on Hope to Recharge podcast. This is Matana Jacobs. You're having me now as a solo episode today. I'm going to do my own solo thoughts on the past few months. I haven't been on a solo episode for a while. I have so much in my mind. I have been, I didn't even do a Facebook live for a very long time. It's just been so overwhelming in my life with the children, with COVID, with holidays, with change. And I needed to just focus on what I must get done what is the most important prioritizing. And I had so much to say, but I didn't have the peace of mind to share. And many of you know that my kids went back to school for the first time in seven and a half months. They went back to school last week. So it's very quiet in the house, really quiet. I had time to go walking this morning instead of at nighttime. I went in the morning. I went walking. I went on my own. I miss my children at home. I do. I won't lie. It was very hard for me. Very, very, very hard for me to see them go, to see the change. We had so much fun together the past seven and a half months. It's been challenging at moments, many times challenging. We traveled a lot, you know, for COVID. We've done a lot the last seven and a half months, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud that we decided that we're going to take our own little bubble of family and we're going to march to our own beat and we're not going to let the world affect us. That was one of my rules in the beginning of COVID. I told my husband, you may not share any facts of gloominess with me. You're not allowed to tell me how many people died today. You're not allowed to tell me anything but something that I must know for my well-being and for my family's safety, and for the rules that I have to follow. That's it. You're not allowed to tell me politics. You're not allowed to tell me how many people died around me and what are the statistics of the world because it wasn't helping me. It was just not helping me. I needed to stay in my positive mindset. And that's how I got through this. I really, like, I think we really got through it stronger. We tapped into our positive energy, into our positive mindset. We used to cook. We used to sing music early morning breakfast or late morning breakfast. Sometimes we had breakfast at 12 p.m. Yes, that's what we did as a family. We did art classes. We had music. We had pizza day over and over and over and over and over. So many jokes that came up. 
because I chose to block out the background noise. I chose it. It wasn't easy. Thank God we were able to leave New York for a few months and escape the chaos in New York and live in our own bubble of sunshine in Florida. That was also a big blessing. But I chose to do it. And this is what's going to lead me into this conversation. But before I go into this conversation, I just want to say that it's the month of November. October, we just finished the topic of mental health in the workforce. So much change in the world with how people are working, jobs, job loss, losses, changing of positions, or relocation to our home office. How do we work from the home when our kids are home? All kinds of changes. There was a few good episodes. And I had one extra episode that we published last week. And this month in November, I'm doing random episodes that I feel are important that are not under a specific topic. And then in December, we're going to go again into another topic. We're going to discuss in December mental health with teenagers and teachers, parents, how to deal with teenagers that are going through mental health issues. So in November, we're going to have some random episodes that I think are very important that I want to share with the world. So it's not going to be under a specific topic, but it's going to be maybe under the topic of important episodes. So this is going to be my solo episode with you guys. And I want to share some thoughts that I had for the past few months on my mind. And I think it's important for the mental health community. I've been noticing there's a lot of blame, a lot of blame, a lot of hatred, a lot of it's not fair, it's not right. There's so much blame. And for someone that suffered with mental illness and can say, I was dealt the wrong card, it's not fair, it's not fair, why do I have to? deal with depression? Why do I have to deal with panic attack? It's not fair. People don't understand me. It's not fair. Blaming will not help anyone. It won't help you. It will only cause negative feelings. Owning what we have, owning what's going on in our life and pivoting, adjusting, going inward and realizing what we need to do as individuals, what we need to do as a family, what we need to do as a community, but it starts with us. What do we need to do first to survive? And recently I saw someone, and I'm not saying that it doesn't get frustrating. I'm not saying it doesn't get hard. And I'm not saying that we can't have rants about things. I rant a lot, but when I rant, I also say, this is a rant. It might not help. I'm just venting. And then I feel better. But to be productive and to be really productive, we have to own what's going on and make choices. So, for example, I don't know if I'm pro-masks or not pro-masks because I'm not a scientist and I don't understand. And I'm not going to waste my time pretending that I understand because I really don't understand. What I do know is that I hate it. I hate wearing a mask. It bothers me physically. I'm very sensory. I hate having anything on my face. I hate having anything extra that I need to wear. Hats are hard for me to wear. Jewelry is hard for me to wear. A mask on my face where my I'm so connected to my breath that stops me from taking a deep breath. That people can hear me when I speak. That people can see my smile, my expressions. It bothers me. 
It bothers me. It affects my mood. Do I know if I need to wear a mask or not? I don't know. I don't know. Do I know that I have to follow the rules where I live? 1,000% I need to follow the rules. I went to Israel. You're not allowed to leave your doorstep without putting on a mask. You're outside. You wear a mask. You follow the rules. I live in New York, so there's different controversial uh, reactions about where you're supposed to wear a mask and not wear a mask. But when I sent my kids to school the other day and I walked into school and I saw the little girls, little, little girls wearing a mask, four-year-olds wearing a mask, my heart was broken, broken. And I'm like, what? What are we doing? This is so sad. There was no one to blame. You can't blame anyone. It's just, I needed to cry. And I went home and I started crying. I was crying. I went to my friend Mimi and I said, Mimi, what am I doing? I'm sending my kids to a school that they have to wear masks eight hours a day. Why did I, why, why am I okay with this? Why am I, why am I not telling them stay home and do homeschooling this year that you don't have to cover your face for eight hours? But you know what I realized afterwards? I realized that I needed to ask them what they wanted. And I did ask them. We had many conversations over the summer about homeschooling. Eve, Javi, she decided to homeschool. And I am so proud of her. She's doing phenomenal. And she's loving it. She's loving it. She's loving homeschool. But Kate, Sam, Paul, they all wanted to go back to their friends. They wanted to go back to socialize. And they're like, we don't love the mask. But they rather wear the mask and be with friends than be isolated in the house and not socialize. I had to give them a choice. I had to give them a choice. And it's a choice. We have choices. We have choices. And for some reason, it bothers me when people fault the system when they have choices. You don't like wearing a mask. I'm sure there are plenty of places in the world that you can move to, that you don't have to wear a mask. But to fault a society, I think, is, is not helpful. It's just not helpful. And we can tune in and say, what can I do to make my situation better with what I have now? And it goes back to my motto, do the best you can with what you have right now. Stop, pause, think. What can I do? What's the best I could do with what I have right now? Choices. We have choices. Thank God we have choices. And I get very sad when I see posts that say COVID-19, social distancing and masks are increasing suicide. Now, I'm a huge advocate for suicide awareness. Huge, 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 huge. But I think we also have to take responsibility and say, what did we do to support our loved ones around us that are going through hard times, that are suffering? What did we do to support them through the hard times and not blame the mask and social distancing? And maybe say, did we do the best we could with what we had? And if we are struggling with mental illness, what did we do to get support? It's so easy to blame. It's so easy to be in the victim seat. It's so easy to say it's the mask, it's the social distancing. But have you looked at so many options that are available for us to heal? 
I know this is a little bit of a rant, but I want to express that we have ability, we have mindsets, we have options. We have so much positive that's going on for us. We can go to the store. We can take a walk. We could stand six feet apart. We could still see each other outside. We can social distance and still see each other. We can go outside. We're not stuck in the house. Some people are stuck in the house. Did we go visit them? Do we make sure that our loved ones have people that are visiting them? Do we pick up a phone and call people? Do we do the best we can before we fault the world for the mask and social distancing? And I'm telling you, I hate masks. I hate masks. Physically, they're annoying. The idea, the concept makes me sick. But does blaming masks help me? Does it make the rules change? Does it create negative energy? Yes. So I choose after I give my little, oh my God, I hate the mask. I'm like, okay, fine. But I can go in my car. I can go on a walk. I can go to my store. I have so much available. We have so many options for delivery. Just think about it for a second. I'm thinking about, I know that it's a big comparison, but I'm thinking about people in the Holocaust. They would be so happy to live in the times like us, like our times. They can go out of the house. They don't have to be afraid. All they have to do is wear a mask. They'll take a mask a hundred times. They'll take a hundred masks. So we have to put things in perspective. And the blame factor, I don't like the blame factor. We have to take responsibility. We have to take accountability. We have to make choices. And sometimes choices are hard and ugly and frustrating and choices that we don't want to make. But sometimes we have to. Because life deals us a hand that we don't want, but we have to make the best we can with the hand that we get. And blaming society and blaming things that are around us is not going to help. It's just going to make us miserable. So the other day when I was sending my kids to school, I was miserable. I just didn't want to send my kids to school. I wanted them to stay home. I wanted it to be in the cozy environment. I didn't want to have to see them in masks. But I had a choice to make. And I made the choice. And once I made the choice, I needed to be okay with it. Yes, it was a little bit hard for me that day. And I sat with my pain and I spoke to my pain and I cried and I had my support, but there wasn't a blame factor. It was awareness of my feelings. It was sitting with my feelings and I was making a commitment that I'm going to do the best I can with what I have. It's owning responsibility for choices that we make in our life. And with mental health, there's so many things that we need to do to own our own life instead of blaming factor. And when we own our life, we don't feel like a victim anymore. And we start thriving with what we decide that we can do. Living with mental illness can be full of pain, frustration, and anguish. At times, it can feel like you are completely alone. Well-meaning loved ones may not understand what you are going through and might not be able to offer the support you need. Finding the right source of support is crucial to your journey of healing. While we always encourage you to seek appropriate medical and psychological help, adding someone to your team who has been where you are can provide a much-needed shoulder to lean on. Matana knows what it is like to feel debilitating anxiety, and through her own journey of more than a decade living with mental illness, she has spoken with hundreds of others navigating their own anxiety and depression. Matana is not a therapist or a doctor, but has been able to partner with many individuals like yourself, 
creating a strategy toward mental, physical, and emotional well-being. One-on-ones with Matana are self-paced conversations allowing you to move forward at a comfortable pace. She'll work with you as you discover your own path and the steps that are right for you. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Matana, head over to hopetorecharge.com forward slash free. That's hopetorecharge.com forward slash F-R-E-E. Or you can click the link in today's show notes. And now let's get right back to Matana and today's conversation. I want to tell you that a lot of people that I speak to that are struggling with mental illness for years and years and years and years and years, maybe decades, are doing phenomenal through COVID. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes, phenomenal. Do they have hard times through the social distancing? Yes. Do they wish they could go to more shows, events, parties, travel? Yes. But are they doing the work that they have never done before? They're thriving now. They're thriving. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of so many people that I work with, so many people that I interact with. They are thriving because they make a choice. Because they, we realize when we struggle with mental illness that we have to make hard choices and we own, we own what we have and we pivot and we move forward and we don't blame. We do the best we can. We sit with our feelings. If we're feeling anxiety, we're feeling sad, we sit with them. We talk to it. We don't blame our masks for being sad. We don't blame our social distancing for our suicidal thoughts. We deal with it. We pivot. We work. We have a suicide thought. We go and we do something about it. We ask for help. We go to a therapist. We go to a psychiatrist. We get medication. We change our environment. We work. But the blame does not help. The blame factor does not help. It holds us back from moving forward. It holds us back from digging deep and seeing how can we do the best with what we can right now. And sometimes these these hiccups in life, and yes, I'm blessed, I'm very blessed, I'm very blessed, and people are going to say, oh, you have support, you have this, you have that. And you know what? Yes, I am very blessed. But you know what? I chose, I chose so much of what I live now, I chose. And some of the decisions were very hard decisions, decisions that kept me broken inside for some time, but I chose for the better good of my future. This is what I'm going to do. Just like I chose to send my kids to school when I was broken to see hundreds of little kids in a mask. But I chose to ask them, And to stay in New York where you're supposed to cover masks because my kids don't want to move to another new location. They'd rather be in a mask. They'd rather social distance. They'd rather be with their friends and be with a mask. They'd rather do that. I asked them. We spoke about it. We had a conversation about it. In what we're going through in the world now, we have to really look inward, do the work, the ugly work that's so easy to avoid when it's not covid When it wasn't COVID, it's so easy to avoid the work because it was so much distraction. There was so much camaraderie of life, of going to work, for seeing colleagues, of going on the train and seeing people, sitting near someone, having a conversation, going to a bar, going out to eat, going dancing, going to weddings, going to occasions, going to many things, events, family parties, get-togethers, 
There was so much distraction from doing the work, but now the world shut down and there was a little bit more silence and we had to go inward and no one wants to go inward because inward could be really messy and uncomfortable and not fun. So what do we do? We blame society instead of saying, what could I do to improve on my life? What tools do I have? What options do I have? What can I do? Not blame. What can I do to improve? How can I make the situation that I'm in now better? And I'm not saying it's always fun and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying we have a lot of opportunities and a lot of options. And I think it's easier to be the victim of a mask and social distancing and COVID than doing the work of going inward. And I'm going to tell you that a lot of people are blaming the increase in suicide to COVID. And I'm going to say it's not to COVID. It's to the spoiled society that doesn't learn to be uncomfortable sometimes and pivot. It's to the society that believes that we deserve everything. It's coming to us. It has to be easy versus, you know what? Certain things are not easy and we have to adapt and we have to hold on tight until it gets easier. We have to. That's what we should blame society for getting too comfortable that everything comes so easily to us. We got so comfortable the last decade or two. Life was easy. You click on Amazon and 24 hours, something's at your door. You get sit on your couch and have delivered food every single day. You know, when I, I quarantined four times in the last seven months, every single time I had no issue. You know why? Because Amazon delivers, Target delivers, Walmart delivers, my local grocery store delivers, every single takeout place here delivers, here in Israel and Florida, wherever I was. Delivery, easy, easy. Life is so easy. At a click of a button, we can get anything we need to our door. It's easy. Our life became so easy and we have so much time to just be with our thoughts and mind that everything becomes a crisis. Now, I'm not saying the COVID is not hard. It's brutal for some families. You know, I just went to a wedding last week and I sat near a lady. She's like 70 years old. And she was telling me how her husband passed away from COVID. And they were both in the hospital in April was the beginning of, of COVID. What a brutal story. What a brutal story. I started crying at the wedding. I'm like, wow, I, I, I don't even know how you're going to move on in life with this pain. And she was smiling and she says, because my husband would want me to move on. He passed away one of the first weeks in COVID in, in New York. And she was saying that the hospitals told her she and her husband were in the hospital together. And she found out that he passed away a day after they buried him already. And she was much better than her husband was doing. She was eating on her own. She was doing everything on her own. And she's like, why didn't they tell me that he passed away? But she was saying that there was such a fear in the hospital of COVID that no one was coming into the room to check on her. And she said that her husband didn't eat or drink for days. It was a brutal story. It was a brutal story, brutal. And then she said that she called her kids and she said, get me out of the hospital. I want to come home. And she said, if I want to live, I need to leave the hospital. She was determined to leave the hospital. She went home broken, very sick. Her kids took her home. She went home broken she couldn't even mourn the loss of her husband. She couldn't even say goodbye. They went in together because they weren't feeling well. And she left alone after a few days. He passed away. Now, to think about this story, that's brutal. 
Yes, COVID is brutal. But you know what? She sat there smiling and she said, I'm going to continue his legacy. I'm going to continue what he loved to do because he wants me to continue in life. So yes, COVID is brutal. Things that happened during COVID, families fell apart, loved ones passed away without saying goodbye. We haven't seen loved ones for months because we couldn't come in contact with them. But we have a choice. We have a choice. And life was easy until now. Now life is getting a little bit uncomfortable or a lot of bit uncomfortable. Do we sit in our misery? Do we blame or do we pivot? And I want to tell you that so many of my clients are doing a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. People that I talk to and they write to me and they're doing great. And last year in 2019, they were doing really hard. Like they were falling apart. Because it had gave them time to go inward, to really tap into what they had and a commitment, a commitment to survive, a commitment to thrive, a commitment to try today. I'm not trying tomorrow. I'm trying now. I'm trying today, right now with what I have. And sometimes it's going to be hard. And sometimes we have to say, you know what, today I just want to stay in bed. And that's okay. And that's okay. Sometimes we could say, you know what, today I want to be sad. Today I want to be resentful. But as long as we know that it's just for now, and then we're going to move out of this feeling, we're not going to stay in that misery, and we're going to try to create a better, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next week, but we're going to try to shift, make a movement, something, instead of staying in the victim mode. I talk about this a lot moving out of the victim's driver's seat and saying, I'm not a victim. I'm a warrior. I'm going to do whatever I can because being a victim is always easier than doing the work. Yes. It's always easier to say, I can't, you don't understand. You're different. You have this, you have that. And giving any reason in the world why everybody else can do besides you. It's easier. Doing the work is hard. It's ugly. It's messy. It's tough decisions. But when we do the work and we make a step forward, we make a change, there's no greater joy than seeing the payoff of hard work. There's no greater joy. There's no greater sense of accomplishment. So I really want to urge people to stop blaming masks, social distancing, and and COVID, and numbers, and stuff like that. And instead of looking at what we can't do, look at what we could do. Look at the cup that's half full instead of the cup that's half empty. Even, let's say it's three quarters empty. Look at the quarter that's full. Did you do your gratitude today? Did you thank God for what you were able to do today with COVID? that you can go into Costco without a line, that you can have a delivery to your door, that you can swallow, that you can do exercise in your house, that you can look out the window, that you can breathe, that you have people that you could speak to on the phone and you don't have to send a letter, letter across the ocean until they get it. You can FaceTime your friends. Look at what we do have instead of what we don't. Because it's so much easier to blame and to see what we don't have and to stay in this yuckiness. Give yuckiness a time. Give it a time. It's no problem. 
Give emotions time. Talk to them. Ask them what they're there to tell you, to teach you. But at the certain point, say, okay, now it's my choice. And my choice, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with what I have? Am I going to stay put and blame, blame the world for the increase in, in suicides? Or maybe I should go and volunteer. And maybe I should call people that are struggling and make a difference in their life. Maybe I should make a difference in people that are struggling instead of blaming COVID for suicide. How about that? How about that? Anyway, I hope this gives you a little bit of an insight into owning what we have, accepting it, holding it, looking at it and saying, okay, what can I do now to move forward instead of blaming? And I do a lot of it. I really do a lot of it, but I also do a lot of the other side. I do a lot of blaming and I do a lot of frustrating, but, but then I'm like, okay, matana, it's not helping you. Okay. That's on. Let's, it's time to move forward. I was just listening to Simon Sinek's interview with his sister. His sister lost her fiance 20 years ago, 20 years ago in 2000. And he interviewed her for the first time on this topic of losing her fiance. It was a very hard episode to listen to a lot of tears. They were both crying. I was crying. And she said, you know what? We don't move on after a tragedy. We move forward. She moved forward. She got married again. She wasn't married at the time. She, she it was right before she was getting married to her love of life. She had children. She has children now. She said she still struggles with the pain and the loss. There's still his birthday that every year comes and, and, and it's brutal. There's still the dreams that she had with her fiance that never came true. But she said, I will never move on by I will move forward. And I thought that was such a powerful lesson for, for COVID. We have to move forward. We can't stay put. We can't blame. I mean, we could. It's not going to help us. It's probably going to make us move backwards. Talk about moving forward. We're going to move backwards. But moving forward is looking at the situation and saying, I can't really do anything about it. If we could do a change, fine. If you want to move, move. If you want to move to places, there are places in the world that you don't have to wear a mask. There are places in the world that doesn't have COVID, that have very, very, very low rates of COVID, and you could be free. But you have to make a choice. So it's a choice. We have choices. And we're lucky we have choices. So make them and be okay with them and be grateful that you have choices and that you can make them. And the choices that you, you can't make because the choice that you made before doesn't allow you to, let's say, walk into a store without a mask. And I hope the day will come that we don't have to wear masks because I hate masks. They're painful. They're annoying. They're frustrating. They don't show my smile. They don't show my emotion. They're, they're an energy blocker. I can't breathe. Yes, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Does it help me that I hate it? No. So I have to embrace it and say, this is what I, it's my choice to stay here. And thank God in my house, I don't have to wear a mask. Thank God in my car, I don't have to wear a mask. Thank God when I go on a walk, I don't have to wear a mask. So the choices that we make is what moves us forward, moves us forward. Instead of saying, I'm stuck, this is COVID. Yes, horrible things happened, but what am I going to do positive 
out of this. When we do, when we create positive out of things that are challenging, the positive is on a new level. The outcome is on a new level. So let's be kind on a new level. Let's be gracious on a new level. Let's be innovative on a new level. Let's create more good on a new level because we have limiting abilities now to create certain things, which before we had a tremendous easy amount to create. So let's be, let's pivot. Let's be creative. Let's, let's overflow with positive thoughts and energy. Let's help each other out. Let's inspire others to be kind, to give smiles on social media, at least if you can't see the smile face to face, give a kind word, something, something kind instead of blame, 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 blame. I'm so proud of all of you out there that are doing so great. My tribe is really doing great. The tribe of Hope to Recharge is doing great. We have hard days. We have hard weeks, maybe even a month. We have hard times, but we're elevating. We're moving forward. We're not stopping. We're moving forward. We're creating good. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for joining me here. Thank you for waiting so patiently for me to come on air to speak because it's been a while since I did a solo episode. I needed some um, downtime in my mind, in my heart, in my energy around me, which I had very little of it. And you know what? I pivoted and I said, it's okay. It's okay if I don't have time to go on Facebook live. And it's okay. If I don't have time to do my solo episodes, it's okay. It's going to come around. It's okay. Everything happens at the right time. Everything happens at the right time. Love you all. I am so grateful for all of you. Have a wonderful November, December, rest of the year. Close the year with a hurrah. Instead of looking about what didn't happen, let's look at what did happen in our own personal lives. I'm sure if you made a list, you'll be able to find so many things that you're grateful for, even with the limitations of COVID, even with the losses, even with the pain, even with the boundaries, we can find something to be grateful for. Bye till next time. Today's episode is sponsored by betterhelp.com. Are you looking for online therapy? Are you stuck at home like everyone else? High stress, high anxiety, worried about the future, trying to navigate everything, have a lot of worries, had a lot of emotional roller coaster rides up and down, just like me. BetterHelp.com is one phone call away, one Zoom call away, one text away. It's an online platform for therapy. It's so perfect for now, for coronavirus, for what people are going through now. We can reach out and get the perfect therapist that meets our needs. Don't wait. Check them out. See if you can find somebody. Don't struggle. They're so affordable. They are so affordable. You're sitting at home. Every therapist is working online now. Reach out and get help you need. If you are struggling, don't struggle in silence. I am so grateful that they are giving us 10% off the first month so you can get affordable access to therapy.
Go to betterhelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Betterhelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Start your wellness, get help, get support you need. Thank you for joining us and taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Please hit the subscribe button so you can hear further episodes. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave feedback and ratings below. Let us know if there's any topic that you would like to hear from us in the future. Bye till next time.